Hey, Mike. Hey, Pat. You're afraid to jump into the plasma pool, aren't you? You're afraid to be destroyed and recreated, aren't you? I bet you think you woke me up about the flesh, don't you? But you only know about society's straight line about the flesh. You can't penetrate beyond society's sick, great fear of the flesh. Drink deep or taste not the plasma spring. See what I'm saying? I'm talking about a penetration beyond the veil of the flesh. A deep, penetrating dive into the plasma pool. Dr. Seth Brundle's brilliant invention goes horribly wrong. And two beings merge into one. The Fly, rated R, starts Friday, August 15th at theaters everywhere. Welcome to Movie Chat with Mike. And Pat. And... I guess I'm not sure who would pick up on your opener there, but if you don't know, we're going to be talking about the fly. The fly, yeah. I was quoting uh, Seth Brundle. A little bit of, a little bit of Doctor Seth Brundle played by Jeff Jeff Goldblum. Goldblum. Yeah. yeah, a little bit of an edit, edit, edited for uh, <laughs> <laughs> the edited for television for version. television purposes. <laughs> but that's basically the gist of what he was saying. He was very angry at the moment at the time when he was. Uh, giving that speech. And I think you and I both kind of were intrigued by that. Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, little monologue he had there. Yeah. When, uh, and I think even when we were watching it, we watched it last night. Normally we watch right before recording, but we gave ourselves some time. Yeah. Yeah. Schedules 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 are weird. Right. Um, but I think when we were watching it, I commented that that is one of the most amazing speeches ever. Yeah. Yeah. I think not only is it just, a lot of bizarre stuff he's saying about yeah. the plasma pool, but just the way he's delivering it and he's angry and he's upset. And I mean, uh, just the way Goldblum delivers. It actually is one of the first times we see him have emotion throughout the film. Cause he's kind of, mm-hmm. you know, he's kind of a m- emotionless nerd, mm. geeky kind of guy. Yeah. In the, in the first part, but then he starts to get a, um, get into it. So, you know, uh, but yeah, no, I agree. It was a good, it was a good scene, so I thought we'd just and we would start with the intro. But yes, we're we're talking about it was night. delivered. Yeah, perfect. Oh, thank you, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought Brundlefly was here in the room. Oh, did you? <laughs> okay. Well, I don't think at the time he was Brundlefly at that. Point. He was on his way. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was on his way to becoming Brundlefly, but he was only Doctor Seth Brundle at the time. Yeah. But yeah, so this is a, a film in 1986 that has some nostalgia with me. I mean, I remember as a child. As a kid watching it, as a child, like I wouldn't a say I was. Movie. I wasn't. No, it wasn't a kids movie, but I remember watching it. Maybe, maybe not in 1986, but I definitely remember watching it in like the maybe late 80s, later 80s, mm-hmm. or early 90s. Still, that would have been. Still, I mean, I want to say I've young. seen it. I've seen it pretty young. I saw it when I was pretty young. Yeah. Um. But was it directed by Cronenberg? Uh, David Cronenberg. So, yeah. yeah. That's a kind of a big big deal. Especially in this genre, this time, yeah, uh, yeah, in this time, um, at this time, he was very well known for, um, kind of um, like body horror type of movies. Okay, um, that was kind of his thing. I I had th- this week. I told you that I also watched The Brood, which came out in 1979, and it's got a, it's got some gore uh-huh. in it. Uh, I also, I started watching Videodrome. 
Yeah, that one's that one's a little different. That's and that's a, it's funny that you brought up a video drone because uh, that was like his last kind of project before. I mean, he did other movies and directed whatever, but I guess that was his before the fly. Yeah, I think he uh, directed Total Recall, right? Wasn't he on? No, that was Paul Verhoeven. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, uh, he had some kind of Paul Verhoeven who also directed um, RoboCop. Oh, uh, I thought he had some kind of connection to Total Recall. Maybe he was on working on Total Recall. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Because I read where so basically this film was. Uh, he was picked up. He was asked to be a director, and he was like, he was it said that he was involved with Total Recall. And I could be wrong. It's hmm. again, it's uh, open source, but. So the film, um, but but with Cronenberg, apparently, like Videodrome flopped pretty hard. So this movie was kind of like his, like uh, kind of like his saving grace to kind of get him back into, uh, like, hey, look, you're not you're not going to have another flop. So Videodrome is a lot different. It's kind of a, I don't know, it's like a really, I mean, I remember seeing it and just being kind of walking away, being unimpressed. It was a little too. A little too dark and twisted and maybe a little too heady for me, but I just know that video dream had flopped. So this was a really good, I mean, this, the success of the fly was kind of putting his name back out there as a successful director and yeah, what have you. Uh, apparently he actually was going to direct total recall. Thank you. Thank you. Um, this was before the Schwarzenegger one came out. So I guess, the, you know, like total recall is based on Philip K. Dick, story um a, so, a short story right i think that's all philip k, philip k. dick wrote right? yeah it was a short story it came out of what popular science or something like that something like that it was called like um we'll sell your dreams for wholesale or something like that yeah something yeah. like that yeah. but speaking of short stories the fly were we they, yeah <laughs> we just were we were talking about dick's short story that became okay. total recall yeah the fly came was born on a short story <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what you told me Swing, swinging it back to the fly uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's interesting. I guess there was a Fly 1958 film um, mm -hmm. that I guess was. Is had, that Vincent Price? Maybe. I don't, maybe not. I don't remember. But this is what I know Vincent Price is attached to one of the flies. I'm not sure if it's the right. 1958. But this is the 1986 was inspired by the 1958. And 1958. It is Vincent Price. Oh, there you go. Vincent. I can't do Vincent Price. Like darkness falls across the land. <laughs> 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 um, but anyways, the original 1958 one was inspired by a short story by a guy named like George. I don't know, help me out. Legoland. Le Le Legoland. Legoland. Legolas. Yeah. I, I could be wrong. <laughs> I'm not looking at his name right now. You're the one with the, the uh, George Langalon. Langalon. Oh, it's very close. Anyways, mm -hmm. I don't know why I just threw it. And James Clavel. Clavel. I don't know. Yeah. So it's a short story that was actually published in Playboy of all magazines. Um, Basically, they were known for their articles. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that, 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 know what you read it for? Um, but basically, it was inspired. the The short story was inspired in 1958 film, which is very close to the short story. With I think the ending kind of being more for pleasing to audiences, and then of course, 1986 was like just hey, was I think there was like a big hey, let's take a lot of 50s flicks and kind of make them, you know you know newer in the 80s mm -hmm. like the blob you know um i'll be honest with you i've seen both mm -hmm. the 50s and the 80s the 50 one's better is it okay yeah. i've only seen the um um the 80s one with um matt Dillon's brother kevin Dillon. oh that's right yeah, yeah. he's in that so yeah. uh but uh 
So that's what they did with they they so I guess one of the co-producers goes to this guy uh, Charles Pogue who's a writer who uh, any other any other works that you might be I was only familiar with was Dragonheart and okay I know Dragonheart and Kroll the Conqueror I know Kroll the and Conqueror came, and apparently Pogue was not even happy with the the once the films came out he was like oh the the studios ruined it but anyways a co-producer goes to this guy Pogue and says hey like let's let's do a remake you know, or let's do like a new, a newer film. And so he read the short story, watched the movie, watched the 58 movie and wrote this long script. They tried to get fun. they tried to go through studios with like one of the studios, one of the studios rejected them and they got picked up by another one, but they're saying we, we need, um, you need a producer and of all people, Mel Brooks decided to produce it. So, Pogue also was involved in Psycho 3. Oh, there you go. Psycho which 3. Which is also yeah. terrible. <laughs> but Brooks didn't like, uh, he didn't like Pogue's script, I guess. And so, yeah, he hired like another guy. Mm -hmm. um, but the other guy's like writing was like unimpressive. So they were like sticking with Pogue's script. And then Brooks really wanted Cronenberg um, to direct. And Cronenberg's only, Cronenberg's like, uh caveat to like doing the directing is like i need to have like full control of the script you want to do basically rewrite it well and that kind of makes sense because i i think up to that point cronenberg pretty much wrote all of his movies yeah i mean if you look at well i guess with the exception of the dead zone which was a stephen king mm -hmm. story which is a great movie by the way um yeah the and, dead zone <laughs> It's crazy. <laughs> Why are you laughing? It's not funny. It's not a funny movie. It's not a funny movie at all. <laughs> probably, it's pretty serious. Yeah, what you say? it's a very serious movie. Stars but, yeah. Christopher Walken. <laughs> He's an actor. Often plays the bad guy. Not in that movie. No, he's not. Yeah. He's more of a protagonist. He is. Okay, sorry. Also, and I would say The Deer Hunter. He's, yeah. Deer Hunter doesn't really have antagonists. It really doesn't. No. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So back to what you're saying. But yeah. So yeah, Cronenberg was like, "Look, though. yeah, I'll, I'll be the director." But I think at the time he was like attached to Total Recall and like yeah, he, he had to totally me the U.S. to visit. Yeah, and yeah. So yeah, he, <laughs> so he took he took the Pogue script and basically rewrote it and only left a small like stuff uh, in there for uh, for Pogue. Um, but what they really wanted to focus on, even I think Pogue was big on it, they wanted to focus less. It's like in the original film, like, um, so we all know the the premise of The Fly, right? He basically, you know. The what? We know the premise of The Fly, right? It's a mad scientist. What's the Fly? The Fly, the movie, The Fly. Oh, is that what we're talking about? No, we're talking <laughs> about The Dead Ringer. <laughs> so, yeah, the, the story takes, the story takes, you know, place, I mean, it's basically, the original story takes place as a mad scientist. He builds a transporting machine, right? To transportate, do transport. Are we talking about this movie? Yeah. Okay. I wouldn't call him a mad scientist. Well, no, 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 no. I'm not talking about 86. I'm just talking about like the story in general. So the original 1957, okay. it's like not a mad scientist, but like eccentric scientist. How about that? Is that better? I think it was a well-intentioned, well-meaning. Oh yeah. Just a scientist, dude. Who builds like uh, a machine? Smart guy. Yeah, he trans <laughs> who transports like smart guy. He can transport himself. materials. He ends up transporting himself. Yeah, flies in there with him, 
and he becomes a fly man, a man fly. <laughs> fly man. Well, in the 57 and the 57 short story, 58 movie, it's instantaneous, right? Somebody should have said, Hey buddy, your flies open. <laughs> it's instantaneous in those, in those films, but they wanted for the 86 film. They wanted to make it less instantaneous yeah. and focus more on the metamorphosis of Brundle becoming the fly. Yeah. The original yeah. apparently is on HBO max right now. All right, well, I, and we, I, we I feel like up. I'm going to go watch yeah, it. Yeah, I think I am too. <laughs> when I hit it up and re, you know, read that. So that's another thing too, about what makes 86, uh, slightly different from the other two. I mean, it shares a lot of the similar qualities, but this one focused more, it wasn't an instantaneous. Mm-hmm. Um, it was more of a gradual, they wanted to focus on the metamorphosis, which I think makes this film so unique and exciting yeah. because as the viewer, you get to witness, um, Seth Brundle becoming the fly. Yeah. You see stages of that. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting that you bring that up. So <clears throat> I've, like I've told you, uh, I talked about this movie already once today because I am a movie and movie club with work. Uh, you know this, but yes. everybody else maybe, know maybe this. our audience is another maybe, audience, maybe someone hear, in my movie club is listening to this. Did you hear that audience? Yeah. He's in a hey, and shout out to uh, to S Dog Movie Club. If any of them, well, I'll find out if they actually listen to it. If anyway, yeah. Uh, and so it was my movie pick this time, and so I went and picked this movie because I knew we were going to be watching it, and I was like, we can do both, double up. And uh, one thing that I talked about today, extra. Extra credit <laughs> with whom? I'm just saying you got the extra credit here. With... Yeah. Um, so what you're talking about that that uh, meta- metamorphosis, that change, that gradual change. I I was talking about how you know I've not seen every single Jeff Goldblum movie, but I've definitely seen a lot of Jeff Goldblum movies. I think this is the best Jeff Goldblum performance. This is the most. Um, 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 varied performance. Like he goes from kind of quiet, sort of reclusive guy to yeah. bombastic yeah. to mm-hmm. um the you know once he starts to deteriorate, then he is he's sad and he's got to go through the the idea of like yeah, dying. Goes- but then he then it changes from from you know, from that to embracing yeah. the change. He goes from how, fear to excitement. Yeah. yeah. And there's so many levels yeah. in the whole thing. Um, even, even to the point at the very end where I, we can talk about this later, but I personally always felt the very end is, is a uh, very emotional. Agreed. It is a very emotional Agreed. ending. Agreed. <laughs> um, you know, not just with Gina Davis, who is, who is great, in this movie and it's amazing how much emotion she conveys throughout the film. But, you know, even I always felt, uh, felt sorry. I felt a sadness for him at the end is mm. despite like everything he does leading up to the right. end. Yeah. Because you're, you're supposed to view him as the monster. Yeah. You so, know? Yeah. It's where the metamorphosis is, is really right. Cause yeah, you, you, he starts off as our protagonist, protagonist, protagonist. Yeah, big word, Whew. big Nailed word. It. And then, uh, yeah, towards the end, he he 
becomes the antagonist and yeah but I, I, and what's weird is like the guy you want to be antagonist becomes in yeah. a way like a yeah like a secondary protagonist and that guy know? played by john getz yeah. who is our connection from minute work minute work so, yeah yeah he played potter dan the third and minute work and now, yeah and he doesn't and play a uh, much better guy in this no movie. he plays the same kind <laughs> maybe of maybe even worse maybe he plays, from a from a yeah, interpersonal he plays staff and boring staff and born her editor but yeah so not to get too far on it but to back up a little bit like um so that yeah cronenberg rewrote this um and they've really wanted to focus on a metaphor because so here we have the fly and then yeah um i think brooks had a lot of say in who he wanted to cast it and it's kind of funny some of the interesting names that kind of threw up uh threw in there i think pierce brosnan was thrown out there um you know i can see it he was Remington Steel around this time, you know. Uh, John Lithgow, John Malkovich. I can't see John. Lithgow. Some of these guys, like yeah, some of these. I think Lithgow said no because he thought this film was too grotesque, you know. Um, and the movie is kind of gory. It's got a lot of, got a lot of. Uh, yeah. yeah, I agree. Now you're like meh, but maybe in '86 you're like what? I don't know. Like people in my movie club were all puking and go. Well, they were one. One. One guy said that uh, he actually felt nauseous while watching it okay well there's some parts and i don't understand well, there's some parts <laughs> there's some parts in the film where you're like whoa prepare your head spoiler warrant spoiler mm. word it's kind of like whoa but i mean i don't know i just i don't it wasn't enough for me to be like turn away i think i think it was just enough to make the film entertaining you know and make it mm -hmm. real and interesting but yeah they went with goldblum especially goldblum was really big on like he was okay with prosthetics because yeah. there's a ton of prosthetics and then they i think they went around and at the time they go all method and like actually Become a fly. With a fly. <laughs> yeah, start throwing up on his food. Mm. Yeah, I don't think he did. Mm. But I think they went with Gina because at the time they were like dating. Um, I think uh, sometime around the 80s and 90s they were married for a couple years. Mm. So the so the yeah. honor, so you I see the, they were together. So yeah, you see the chemistry really. Mm -hmm. The chemistry is really there yeah. in the film. So yeah, you have so just to kind of run off the cast, we did Goldblum's our Seth Brundle, Veronica Ronnie. I don't remember her last name. Is his love interest right? And then yeah, you said, and then John Quaif, yeah, Quaif, and then John Getz Getz is uh, the editor who's kind of those are basically there's only those are your main three. Yeah, characters. I don't think there's there, I think else. in the opening cat and the opening credits is just those three names, if I recall. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you eventually meet some side side characters, characters that yeah. that really aren't that important and um, i don't think we even get the names for them you you do but it's kind of yeah it's real or, quick once or so, twice yeah. yeah but yeah you're right the film is short mm -hmm. super short film and but it's short enough but it, i feel like the metamorphosis and the transition i mean it makes it feel longer but you're like, wow, the movie's over. The well, movie's over. yeah, I know we we've said it was kind of short, and it's not really short, uh, you know, by modern movie length standards. I mean, it's ninety four minutes, ninety six uh -huh. minutes, somewhere 96, in there. Ninety six, I believe. Um, 90, definitely ninety six. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I'm looking at ninety six. Um, but the the way that it's the way that it's uh, the the story is set up, you know, you, you start out basically in the middle of a conversation between Goldblum and Gene Davis. And then immediately you're from, you go from there to there. Yeah. And there's no, there's no wasted time. In this yeah. Movie. The movie's very efficient, I would say. Yes. And yeah, you make, you bring a good point, which I wanted to bring up is what I like about this movie too. Sorry, is it, it's okay. It's all right. <laughs> That's what we do. 
we should have scripted this out. We think alike a lot. Of, <laughs> the movie is very abrupt in the beginning and it's very abrupt in the end. It's just like boom, boom, you mm -hmm. know, and it just leaves you with like, wow, you know, I mean, it's just, I don't know. It's, um, it's an interesting horror film and I think it's written really well. And, um, I think all the actors played the part incredibly well. And, um, it's Goldblum. Yeah. Goldblum, I think was, I mean, I can't think of a ton of films where I'm like, wow, he played way better. But I mean, I mean, the Ian Malcolm character definitely, you know, sits really high. Up there I think it me. does because more Jurassic park mm -hmm. is so big. Yeah. Um, I mean, no, don't get me wrong. But I I'm not he, like, I'm not great. Like, oh, movie, man. The, but... Yeah, but I'm not like, oh, man, the Grandmaster and Thor Ragnarok is the best I've ever seen. You <laughs> <No>. know? <laughs> and honestly, to be honest with you, like, Jeff Goldblum has a late. I'm like, dude, take a break. I don't care about apartments.com. <laughs> 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 okay, go away. You know, but yeah. uh, I mean, but <laughs> I do recall like seeing Earth Girls in the Easy and thought he was, you know, he played that role. I mean, it was comedy, you know, throwaway comedy, but it was entertaining um but he's always striked me as like the very he's always a very kind of smarty smart mm -hmm. intelligent uh actor and all of his roles he brings that kind of like you know cerebral um if you if it's like okay we need a quirky scientist guy with glasses you're like all right that guy he was in a film though i thought it was kind of was it into the night is that is that with like Michelle Pfeiffer. Mm -hmm. I always thought that was an entertaining film. I have not watched it. And, but he kind of plays the same thing. He's kind of a, like a geeky, you know, like kind of thing. I never saw a Transylvania six, is it six, five, five, six thousand. I don't know. Yeah. This is uh, the film that him and Gina Davis actually met prior to the, fly. yeah, they were actually married from 87 and 91. Oh, thank you very much. Um, so. yeah, he's, I forget. He, he was in invasion of the body snatchers in 78. Oh, wait, and that was, that was pretty good. Isn't that a isn't that a 50s film remake too? Is so he's in two of them. Yeah, wow. I've also seen that the was, original on that. He one was too. cleaning up. Um, I forgot about. And then he's in Adventures of Bucker Banzai across the dimension, which is I love that movie. Okay. That is an amazing movie. Of course, he plays a side character, um, cowboy, mm -hmm. but it's still great. Okay, and him embracing the absurdness of the, the whole the whole movie. I get props to everybody in that movie. He was also a uh, pretty, I mean, I, I mean, I liked Independence Day, the 90, original. Oh, yeah, Independence Day. He was Day, pretty yeah. good in that. Yeah, I mean, he pretty much played, let's see, he played a smart scientist guy. Yeah. A real stretch there. Right. Kind of going beyond his uh, acting chops there. I know. You know. So that's what I'm kind of shot. He's in his apartments.com, you know, but, you know, change the world, change the future. Well, he, I don't know what he says. But anyways, he yeah, it starts off with them like talking direct, directly. It doesn't set up any characters or anything like that. Mm -hmm. You know, the movie opens up at like they're at some kind of science science, you know, fair meeting or whatever, and he's basically like subtly like trying to hit on her, flirt on, flirt with her, you know, and he's saying saying some really important things like, you know, uh, I'm talking about changing the future, uh, the world. Uh, I'm talking about changing uh, the world as uh, we know it. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like oh yeah like what kind of change like i need to know i mean they kind of have like a little exchange going on you know and 
you can already tell she's like not interested and he's trying to convince her, but it's kind of, it's kind of funny because you can tell he's kind of like a, uh, he plays the quirky oh, hermit guy a little, little really well. hermit. <laughs> I, don't know how to, I don't know how to say it, you know, but he's like, he's I mean, like, he's a bit socially aloof. Yeah. I would say. And he's like, I had this great, I had this great, um, espresso machine with little Eagle on top. Um, it's you want to check it out, you know, and um, oh, he was in Silverado, the truck, no, the, the truck, the, the western, no, I'm just kidding, yeah. dude, yeah, <laughs> so yeah, so Cronenberg's on, Brooks is producing it, Brooks Films is producing it. Mm-hmm. They don't say a they don't say a Mel Brooks film because they wanted to, they didn't want to construe it as a comedy, you know, yeah. And which it clearly is not. No, it's not. Coming. Would you say there's any, but there's some funny parts. Right? Um, hmm. Like I liked when he was like, I have like a little Brundle museum going on in my medicine. Cabinet. That is, a, it's probably I the, said that yeah. earlier today. And then the I was lines. like, that was a funny line. Yeah. 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 Um, the inside out baboon. No, nah, it's not funny. Okay. That's pretty sad. Yeah. <laughs> a little grotesque. <laughs> it's subjective. <laughs> okay, in my opinion, it was fantastic. I mean, I mean, I don't know how much the audience comedy is subjective. Yeah, I don't know how much the audience wants to see a twitching inside-out baboon, but uh, <laughs> sure, I mean, go for it. You find that funny? Um, Whatever floats your boat. Honestly, actually, I thought that's always been the most disturbing scene in the whole movie. I me. agree. It was yeah. out, the, anything out, to do with him. Yeah. I'm, do, yeah. I'm fine with I, well, the I, baboon thing. Yeah, it was kind of like you didn't need to. Do that. And it do. makes you wonder, like, why not pick a smaller test animal? Yeah. Why has it got to be a, a baboon? Right. <laughs> so yeah, he's meeting. He so yeah. So the movie. So the movie starts out with them just directly meeting. Right. There's no other setup. Right. Mm-hmm. And they're he takes her back. To, they he convinces her to take to take hit her back to his place. And she's, you know, it's kind of funny. It's like you know, and like why would she go with him? But he's so disarming. I you could see maybe why she was like okay. Yeah. He's convincing enough. I don't feel like this guy's a creep. You know. And even on the way over there, he's like getting sick from just riding in the car. You know, which I, I think it was kind of helps give the character like he's not a harm. He's not a harmful dude. Yeah. It makes sense. Why? Yeah. And of course, in the 80s, you just you just went with anybody. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. <laughs> and then she's kind of she's kind of alarmed because she rolls up to this like it's they roll. Up to I mean, like, he's definitely promised her like a big reveal store. Yeah. He's like, and hey, that's look. why she's there. She's yeah. a, a writer. I'm here to change. I'm here to change the world. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's going to change the world uh, as as um as we as we know it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who who does she write for? Particle magazine. Particle magazine. Is that a real magazine? I wonder. Oh well, I'm not sure, but her editor is uh, John Getz. Stathis. Stathis is his name. Yeah, Boren. Yeah, yeah. It's almost as good as. And he's got Maxwell a beard. Potterdam. He's got a beard going on in this film. Yeah, yeah. And what I thought, what about about John Getz? Is he's also he just plays the same character and everything. He's just like <laughs> a creepy dude. <laughs> I was telling Michael when we were watching it that he's also in Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. Yep. And he kind of plays a very similar character, just kind of a creepy uh, lowlife who has a, a high position in life, but he's just a creepy creep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's his, that's his thing. Yeah. So. Yeah. I uh, I haven't watched that movie in quite a while, but... Don't tell back. mom the babysitter's dead. Yeah, uh, it's, it's probably been. Oh yeah, well, I don't want to blow it for you, but seven, eight years maybe. The babysitter like dies. I, I'm, I'm aware. I've seen okay, it, okay, you know, okay. I just didn't. A want lot. You, I didn't want you to be shocked when it happens. Wait, what? Well, don't tell me. Or Did mom. She, 
Dishes are done. Man. Man. <laughs> I love that scene. Kenny, he's hilarious. Yeah, he's also in Adventures of Babysitting. He is in Adventures of Babysitting. And he's in Toy Soldiers? And in Toy Soldiers. Yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, that's that's the late 80s going into early 90s. I love how we've connected. Trifecta there. <laughs> I love how we just went like to Toy Soldiers after in our, in our Fly podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Toy pot- Soldiers, that's an underrated movie. It is an underrated movie. Pots and Pants. Yeah, not to be confused with small soldiers no no, no yeah no, no. yeah but so yeah we you see this you see this kind of uh he's trying to yeah convince her to i guess he's trying to impress her at this time right because originally he doesn't know that she's a journalist right i think he's just trying oh to, he's got to know you think so yeah okay i mean i don't think he's talking to her for any other reason uh i thought he was well talking. i mean i think he's he's talking to her to flirt but flirt because he's interested but he, yeah. they're there at a at a like a convention. A convention. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And true. I'm yeah. sure she introduced herself as that. Yeah. But because well, I just found it interesting because then she's like recording him and then he like kind of flips out. He's like, whoa, 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 whoa. I will say that that's little, that's little always been, get my words mixed up there. That's always seemed strange to me mm-hmm. knowing that who she is, you invited her there to show her something yeah, I was, big. I was going to cross. Why that. would you yeah. be surprised that she's. I was kind of crossed with that idea too. And I was thinking to myself, like, was he just genuinely flirting with a woman there and thinking that did not know she was a journalist because she says I'm a journalist to him. Well, I mean, after she starts recording, makes me think back to my single days when I invited a girl over to, uh, check out my pods, your telephone booth. <laughs> yeah. My teleportation pod. Yeah. So yeah, she, I mean, cause yeah, what Michael's saying is, uh, when they get back to the apartment that he does, he has these two gigantic, he actually has three pods. Yeah. That, one of them's and this is the thing I like about the film too, is like, they looked appropriate for the time and they just mm-hmm. were cool. They were like cool looking, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, they had like the white light inside and they hummed, you know, <laughs> it's almost like you made it a DeLorean, but it's a pod mm. DeLorean. I have always liked the the design of them. I like the design of them, like the yeah. big metal outside. Of yeah, it, and I like the, like a tubing around. Right, it and then I like the flooring is like a, mm. a light white floor. You know, and they got the little yes, the way the door locks, the is, door locks, and yeah. that design, which I mentioned should have had a fail safe to open the doors on the inside. Yeah, that you know. I don't know. Design flaw, whatever. Yeah. And he mentions it too, that he's only merely a project manager. He just hands out everything to people and doesn't tell them what he's doing. He's just like, you make me a neutron part, participle. Yeah. But this, if he blah, told, blah, blah, if he, if he sent blah, that blah. out like to somebody, Hey, make a door, make something with like a, you know, fail safe, a, a release on the inside. Or yeah. Whatever. They're like, wait, 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 what are you, what are you trying to make? <laughs> <laughs> are you an inventor looking to get your idea off the ground? Are you a scientist with a dream? but don't have the means to see it to fruition? Then apply for a research and development grant today with Bartok Science Industries. Here at BSI, we pride ourselves on giving you a full range of creativity and freedom to help you manifest your dreams into reality without the hindrance of cumbersome oversight. So what are you waiting for? Apply today, and together, you and Bartok Science Industries will change the world as we know it. BSI retains all rights and ownership of all intellectual property realized during grant contracts. Yeah, somebody didn't do their job. Yeah, so you think that you think he did order for the thing, and he's like, ah. he's like, I ah, forget <laughs> I it. I'll, I'll just put it. On. I'll put the door on. But yeah, I don't know. Well, I guess, um, I guess maybe he wasn't. 
Well, no, because I think his whole intention was eventually to trap, transport trap live items. things. Yeah, so I think people. I just think he would have been ideal to put like a failsafe or some yeah. kind of like open the door from the inside. Yeah, it would have been a brighter idea. Well, 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 how do we know there is actually isn't one there? Because throughout the whole film, when people were in, they're like, let me out, let me out. It only happened once. What, he had to shatter it to get out himself, you know, when he was in his fly form. Yeah, but just... like as that, uh, that was like just a, an anger. Oh, like, that was just anger? Yeah. But no, when she was in, she seemed pretty but she, trapped. But he didn't like teach her. He just didn't show yeah, her how to true. do it. She was probably freaking out. She was freaking out, and then she was like the the, the buttons like right yeah, there maybe it was right there. we just didn't see it so yeah. you're right maybe he did i'll think of that but here's another thing he th should have thought of okay checking for flies check for flies <laughs> and a reversal right transport one way transport back you know what i'm saying why does that well okay I, I think you're kind of missing the point of what these things do they transport, yeah. They transport. Well, how are you going to get back? Well, I think the idea was you could transport back. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. I, and that's not really. Because I, I was just thinking issue. So you know what we're talking about is human transportation, right? Trans yeah, eventually. transportation, eventually, right? So he even says it right here. He says it in the thing. He's like, uh, "Let's talk about quite possibly the most earth-shattering uh, adventure ever." Right. One that okay. will end all concepts of uh, transport and. Uh, Frontiers and borders crash certain and, uh, economies, I guess. Time and space. <laughs> yeah. yeah, anyways. He's talking about human transportation. Like, I mean, I just imagine like you go one way, you come back, and you had to go one way in the end the receiving telepod. Wouldn't you just take that receiving telepod and then go back to the original telepod? I my assumption is that wouldn't that be eventually that's it what it's just do? the pods. Are interchangeable. Yeah, yeah, I think they're interchangeable. Your assumption is wrong. I'm just kidding. We don't know that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's just, I think he clearly said, like, the delivering telepod and the receiving telepod. Oh, okay. I mean, I don't remember him saying that. Maybe. I'm not saying he didn't. but or maybe I, I just made that up in my head. I think he did. Okay. But All right. I think he did. We'll go back and watch it. Roll the tape. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyways, that was just... Boy, I wish I had like a button that was like a real... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, here's the uh, receiving telepod. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> yeah, okay. So, yeah, anyways, I like the design of these. And I think these are iconic to the film. And it just, whenever you see them, you know exactly... I mean, if you just saw these on a kind of poster, you knew exactly what it refers to right so i just love the design i love I, the look I, of yeah, them i think the design's cool too. i think they're totally cool and it's kind of like to me like they just nailed it like the delorean and back to the future they just nailed the design of these hmm. of these of the of these i, I mean no i like I, telephone. I, I, i'm not sure i would put it telephone like, booths in like delorean back to the future iconic status be but well, I don't care what you think. <laughs> I mean, I'm just is, giving you my it's opinion. Diff it's different. It's this different. is a Patrick's you, opinion. I, you know? Okay, you're right. It's not Michael's. You're right. You're right. You're right. Is it like everything's dictated to Michael? Would Michael put no, it in? Oh, okay. Not. All right. Cool. Cool. I don't. Cool. I don't, I don't well, do I would just. I'm just saying. If I saw a photo, I apologize. If I, I saw, a, if, I saw a, if I saw if I saw a DeLorean, I'm like, oh, Back to the Future. 
And yeah. if I saw a metal pod, a metal tele, <laughs> a metal tele, yeah. egg shaped metal telepod, I'm like, ah, the fly, 90 days eggs. All right. Now, if I saw something that literally looked like that yeah. <laughs> in real life, yes, I would think that. I guarantee you there's something out there that looks like that. And we're going to find it in life. And we're going to take a picture. And okay. I'm going to send it to you. So. All right. Well, you got me there. You're, all right. All right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he uh, he convinces her like, "Hey, I can do this transportation thing," and she's like, "Whatever." And they do this kind of. I think this is the beginning of their like, like kind of like flirtation. He's like, "Do you have something personal or whatever?" Yeah, and yeah. The, she takes off her uh, stocking. stocking. Yeah, you know, and he transports the most personal thing she's yeah. got. Uh, yeah, he she paid like maybe fifty cents. I thought for it was kind of weird. Yeah, <laughs> I thought it was just like the most personal thing you have, and she. But he trans he transports it. She's like, "What is it?" Uh, hologram? I was like, whoa, hologram. <laughs> no, it was the actual stalking. It was in the yeah. receiving telepod. Yeah. And he points out that he has three, right? He has like a prototype and then he has the two working operating. Right. Ones. Yeah. Right. Which the prototype becomes like a if, if, factor. Yeah. Sure. yeah. It's convenient that he's got that third one. Whoa. Whoa. Um, when we get to it, I've, Got some science. Yeah, let's do it. Let's I got some it. science questions. I can't, can't wait there. to hear. It. <laughs> well, I mean, there are a lot of. This is a very sciencey movie, so yeah. you're in luck. It's based. I mean, the, on the journal's called science. the the magazine's called Particle. I that's mean, right? Yeah, Particle. That's that's something in science. It's a sciencey thing, right? And there's and what's funding him is a company called Bartok Science Industries. Yeah, I want to know more about. Bartok. I understand in the second film, Bartok becomes more prominent. Yeah, it's been a long time since I've seen this. And I've never one. seen the second one. Yeah. I just kind of read up on it. I actually told, as I told you, but I saw the second film before seeing this one. Ah, okay. And I remember watching it probably around the time that it came out. It came out in 89. And I remember watching it with my dad. Probably right after it came out on VHS. Okay, I would assume it's my understanding. This one's, I mean, it's my understanding. Number two is a little bit more grotesque than. The uh, first I don't one. remember that. Well, I, I remember it not being as good. Well, I read up on it. Speaking and... of B to the F, it's got Eric Stoltz in it. Yeah, the would-be Marty McFly. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So there's a connection. There you go. We just did it. <laughs> good job. Anyway, sorry, guys. That's it. Yeah. I don't know yeah. Where we're going now? We're going anyway. So we're back to Brundle and Ronnie. Yeah. And he convinced she's like her mind's blown, and now she's like recording everything he's saying. Yeah, but he's like, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, he freaks out. Yeah, yeah. he's like, what even are you though doing? she's a reporter. Yeah. This is what she does. He's like, no, no, no. This is not what I want. And he's like, you'll, I'll get. He's like. Uh, you'll, I'll get killed. Uh, the people who are funding this will get, you know, will kill me. I really let's let's take it slow because she wants to, she wants to report on it right now, but she goes back to her editor, this guy mm -hmm. Stathis, yeah, and he's all like, uh, he just gave you, yeah, the, he, he doesn't he buy, he just it. gave you the parlor trick. He's just, yeah. he's just trying to hit up on you and trying to get a, like a little date on you, which like, I guess it. And he's a little defensive. It's reasonable, I guess. Yeah, but. he's a little defensive because backstory. He basically had a relationship with her. Yeah, you know, and I guess they had they've had some. I don't know. Previous, they had a previous affair, but she's yeah. like, she's kind of like trying to like cut it off, and he's trying to still meander herself back into the relationship. Yeah, but in this where you're talking about where 
there in in his office talking about it brundle seth seth brundle brundle he, seth he brought he barges in yeah. yeah he he shows up brundle fly and um yeah anyway he pre-brundle fly yeah pre-brundle fly and uh he says you know he's cool he's like oh wait he didn't believe me that's great perfect uh, yeah, I thought that was funny actually when he said it. The delivery was funny because I'm going to tell you right now, Goldblum's delivery is very—he's just very—he's dry. Yeah, he's kind of slow, and he's—he's uh, he's Goldblum. Yeah, but the way he said it, yeah, she's like, yeah, that's actually a really good point. It made me kind of laugh when he said that because she's like, he's like, she's like, I just told my editor everything, and she's like, well, what did he? He's like, well, what did he say? Because he's in fear. Yeah, well, he also re recognizes that he didn't seem excited about it or he acted like he didn't care. Yeah. He's like, he just walked out <laughs> like he didn't care. And yeah. yeah, but he's trying like, so Seth is trying to like stop her from publishing or going any forward mm -hmm. with this information that he can actually, he actually built this transporter device, um, which are called telepods, not telephone booths. Um, <laughs> and, and yeah, so what she said, so when he said, what did he say? She's like, he said, he doesn't believe me. He's like, he is like, what do you say? What was his re response? He was like, yes <laughs> excellent excellent yeah <laughs> he did a little bill and ted yeah um and then he's like then he wants to convince her what is the then there's like a kind of a line about he's like i got one thing to tell you cheeseburgers, cheeseburgers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah he's so, so bizarre he, he's yeah. just bizarre you know yeah they go out to lunch he proposes an alternative plan of instead of the the article going forth with an entire book book you know with a culminating she, yeah with him going through the teleport but this is where he kind of he kind of admits to her that he can only transport inanimate objects yeah and but he's working to get real life humans yeah eventually to have someone of, of a live person transport and then the ending the ending of the book is him would be him successfully transporting himself right, right. And then they'll all be rich and famous, you know? Yeah. Right? I guess. I mean, yeah. yes, that's right. While, while they were... I, actually, I don't know how... Like, while they were sitting what appeared to be at a McDonald's, like a 1980s 80s McDonald's, and they were crushing... Uh, more like a Burger King. Maybe it's a Burger King, but they were crushing those huge burgers back when they were making them like that. Yeah, they made like real burgers. Yeah, I was like, holy cow, that burger is ginormous. And real. she's just like picking at it. I was like, you're... Well, you're... I'd be like stuff in my face while talking to him the whole time you know and he's like <laughs> eating a pizza eating a fry and this one he goes into the whole like there's a lot of food in this movie yeah <laughs> yeah it's true and he's like uh he this is where he's actually sitting down with her and convincing her like i'm talking about human transportation i'm talking about uh teleportation teleportation and avoiding you know eliminating borders and front <coughs> frontiers and he goes through that whole speech but yeah he's trying to convince her mm -hmm. and as she i guess officially agrees right she's like yeah she agrees um, and you're right. He brings up the, um, the living tissue, the flesh problems. And that's why I got so angry this earlier. Yeah. <laughs> it's about the flesh. Yeah. You only know about the straight line of the flesh. So it's right. straight. You only know about straight society, straight line of the flesh. Yeah. So she does agree to do this. I think this is when they go that I, uh, but, 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 but I think I think after that she goes back to her apartment. I think. Yeah. So there's a. I mean, I don't. And there, there's like a another scene. It's with, not really. It's not really important. Stannis. But she goes back yeah, to Stathis, and yeah. but we see that Stathis is like snuck into her apartment, and she's not happy about it. Yeah. But it it, it goes back to what I said. Backstory. They had a relationship. Apparently, right. 
apparently they live together and now Stathis is kind of keen on to the situation because he did some back search. He did some research on Brundle and he found out that Brundle was like, like a close recipient He's of the Nobel. kind of a smart guy. Yeah, he was a close recipient of the Nobel Peace Prize at, almost at, at the age of Nobel, 20. Nobel Prize, not about the Peace Prize. Oh, excuse me, Nobel Prize. Yeah, yeah excuse me. Nobel Peace? Well, there's a lot of Nobel a Prizes. A piece of Nobel. There's maybe the Nobel, the Nobel Peace Prize is usually like for like some sort of diplomatic. Okay, it's just the Nobel, but the Nobel Prize, Nobel Prize. in physics, the Nobel Prize the guy who, in from the guy chemistry, who, Nobel Prize. the guy who invented dynamite. I think that's the story, but I don't know if it. Google. I would have to look, Google it. Google it. Okay, we'll go. Whatever. Um, We're reporting. So yeah, here. he was just super smart at age twenty. Yeah. Anyways, so he's done his research, so he's kind of has an inkling that Brundle might be. He might have something big. Yeah. Right. Because he already knows that she told him that she transported his whatever. Yeah. I think this is where you start to get the sense that uh, Stathis is is, is kind of a creep. Yeah. He's a creep. He's an opportunist. And he's already like kind of like overstayed his welcome in her her apartment. She's like, would you please leave? And you're like, oh, this guy's gross. Like, go away. You even feel as a viewer like he's creepy. He's got that weird beard. I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> yeah. Bearded. Yeah. John Getz. Why did you grow weird. that beard? He looks like John Ritter from it, you know, where he grew a beard and you're like, you weren't ready for that. I don't know. I wasn't ready for that. I was like, whoa, he's got a beard. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I've seen John Ritter. Ritter in other yeah. He's in other films. He's got a beard, beard but you know, yeah, just, I just thought he looked better. Okay. Clean shaven. I guess I just grew up watching. Oh, I didn't grow up watching. I watched a lot of reruns of, uh, three's, three's company. company yeah. And so I was just used to seeing John Ritter like that. Right. Uh, yeah, I guess he doesn't have a beard in Problem Child. No, he doesn't. But he has a beard in It. And then there's like another movie in the 80s where he plays like this bachelor and he keeps having, I, don't, I can't remember the name of it, but he had a beard in that film too. Boy, John Ritter. Where we are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we're a fan of movies. We're going to bring up other movies in a movie review. Yeah. Okay. It's only it's only possible. Um, right? But yeah, so then anyway, they, along. She's, spending, <laughs> she's spending time with him, right? And he's trying, he's doing the inanimate stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And then he goes into some more. I starts pontificating. They, I guess, get to the point where like uh, they're gonna try a baboon out. This is where they try the baboon. This is where they try the baboon. Um, yeah, she and she's videotaping. She's all video. Of this. Yeah, she's video recording. And docu, docu- series. Like we said, well, like I said, this scene is very disturbing. It's always been very disturbing to me <laughs> because he puts a baboon in the teleportation. Doesn't give pod. the baboon the opportunity to get out of the tra- telepod. Doesn't, t- <laughs> doesn't show him where to open the door from the inside. If there is an in- in- indoor open lock, but why a baboon? They are large animals. Why not pick something smaller? Like uh, a he knows What's going to happen? Yeah. A, a literal guinea pig, not just another guinea pig. Yeah. Yeah. Or a rat. Or a cat. No. Well, you know, in the 1958 film, they do a cat. They do the house. Yeah. He does the house cat. Oh, yeah. The cat doesn't show up in the receiving the receiving integrator. In the film, 1950, they call yeah. it, I think I already mentioned Maybe it. Maybe I don't want to watch it. It's called a disintegrator integrator. In the integrator, the cat doesn't show up, but they, he hears constant meowing in the house. <laughs> and that wild it's sort of like the Incredibles too like when Jack Jack disappears oh Incredibles 2 the Incredibles yeah, 2 yeah prop maybe I don't know 
I saw the Incredibles two once only. Oh, I've seen I've seen Incredibles two like once a week. For uh, okay, like a All month right. or two months. Ja, ja. Anyway, anyway, yeah, I agree. Why but, go with a huge animal? Yeah, like so that? because yeah. what happens? The baboon disappears from one pod. But this is cool. This is cool. It's cool. What I love about it is like when it, it's like the dry ice that effect when it comes over to the next transpod. Yeah, I think that's so cool. It's like. Again, it, it reminds me of the a little bit of the DeLorean because you know when the DeLorean's like when they first when Doc yeah. pulls off and it's all yeah. the dry ice is everywhere and smoke you're like whoa same thing happens when they teleport teleport it's like smoke is billowing everywhere mm-hmm. and you can't really clearly see what happens in the next telepod. I think that's a cool effect, cool special effect, and what makes the film kind of more yeah. Oh, this movie got great effects. The score is pretty creepy. Yeah, I love the score too. Right? Yeah. The music in the background is kind of eerie, kind of nerving. Mm-hmm. But anyways, um, yeah. go to what you were saying about the baboon. Well, well the baboon the, is also the, like a monkey. It's an ape. It's human-like. Maybe that's why he wanted to go. With no, because it's not just... <sighs> Scientists... Because, maybe, he's, maybe he's in Darwinism. It's like all... So. No, but the problem is not... It's not human flesh. It's like all kinds of flesh flesh it's like in no never mind it's reverse the the time warp the time machine thing in the terminator Rocky nothing dead can show. go through it all the only living f- tissue anyway whatever um so yeah so anyway the computer cannot figure out how to reassemble the the flesh. the living tissue Though I say that, but that I, I think there's a little bit of confusion. Like he he keeps referring. He says flesh and living tissue, and, and there's they're not necessarily the same. Yeah, thing. I'm not really. I don't know the technical sciencey stuff about that. But yeah, prior right. to this, prior to this, you're right. The receiver doesn't know how to interpret the flesh. Yeah, and so when tissue, it reintegrates, it's just doing on the other side. It's doing a synthetic version. Or yeah, whatever. and then the baboon shows up, and the baboon is basically inside out he appears to be alive he for a short period of time yeah it's basically like yeah you're right it's an inside out baboon shaking and it like hits the that's kind of creepy right it yeah hits, it hits the window and a bloody hand you're like and then they open it and all the smoke billows out and then you see the yeah kind of the it's, it's, in, just, it's in, awful yeah inside out carcass just kind of shaking there and you're like oh it's a kind of a shocker for the audience yeah and you're right then he goes and then he's kind of like he's upset, he's angry, he's flat, he's um he's frustrated. He said something kind of like computers are are dumb. They only tell you what what you tell them. I don't. I uh, see that's true. That's true. Know, that's why I don't com- worry about AI stuff. Yeah. I worry about the people controlling. Yeah. His computer uh, is only <laughs> it's only what they tell him. They're dumb. I I'm just frustrating. I and he's he's angry. He's mad. You know. Yeah. He's, he's he's hit a setback. You know. Yeah. And he's like laying on a couch, and she's like done, and she's like, "Well, I had some steaks. You want to have some steaks?" And then this is where she's like. He did. He started. I, I kind of noticed. I was like, dude, he's wearing like the same. This is what I just thought to myself. Like, he's literally wearing the same outfit and everything and yeah. every scene. And then she brings it up. She's like, do you always wear the same outfit every day? <laughs> and it comes to find out he has like five of the pairs of the same of everything. And it's like that way, in my mind, I can use my thinking for other things. Right. I don't have to think for like the trivial stuff in life. You can see he's very scientific. He's very. Everything's about the project at hand. Yeah, it doesn't want to waste yeah. any sort of thought. Any kind of brain power on anything else but mm-hmm. other than this teleportation business that he's getting. Oh, and he's he's, he's cheap to Bartok Science Industries. That's why they don't push him for anything yeah. or ask him for anything. Yeah. 
Um, their relationship does um, progress. It goes into like it gets into like <laughs> it a, goes into hyperdrive that night, man. Yeah, yeah, it does. Uh, their their relationship like, kind of goes moves along pretty quickly. super fast. Then she's like, "Oh, you're so cute," and then yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. But I get it. I get yeah. what you gotta do. I mean, the film's uh, only ninety six minutes. How are you gonna fit it in? Yeah, it's yeah. true. Um, so, but then after that. They we get the steak thing. It's steak, yeah. So and, he transports uh, the, he he yeah, transports one. He cuts the steak in half, and he like yeah. like he does an experiment. Um, and he yeah, so he cooks both steaks. One they got transported. One they didn't get transported, and has her taste tested. Risks giving her cancer or something like that, or whatever. Yeah, whatever, really man. Yeah. <laughs> and then she talks about how. The the transporter one didn't taste real; it tastes synthetic. Yeah, I'm not really sure what I that this, would mean. I think but... that's how Beyond Meat's created. Yeah, it could yeah, be, yeah. or Impossible Meat, Impossible or Burger. Yeah, one of those things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's how they do it. They use the tran- They probably yeah. use the telepods or Soylent Green or whatever. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> yep. <laughs> but yeah, uh, she's like a synthetic, and that's where he like has an epiphany. He's like, that's right. Yeah, I mean, he has to teach it. He had to teach it. I have to tell. I have to tell the computer, which he does have this huge blocky computer between the telepods yeah. where he goes and he types on the computer. And he's like, I also has some voice command stuff going That's on. That's pretty sick. Yeah. Yeah. He's like Seth Brundle. And he, he whispered something to it. Or, I think the password. Yeah. He's like, yeah. 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 It's, it's one, two, three, four, five. <laughs> one, two. T- what is that? That's like, <laughs> that, the, that's the, that's the, Combination. It's my, com- my luggage combination. Com- yeah, my luggage combination. <laughs> That's a kind of luggage. Only an idiot would have that. Yeah. Spaceballs. I'm going to Mel Brooks film. <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> Spaceballs, the fl- flamethrower. Yeah. Yogurt. I hate yogurt. <laughs> Even with strawberries. Okay. So, yeah, he uh, he's going and he's having an epiphany. He's like, I I have to tell it. I have to tell it to. It doesn't know. The, it doesn't know to build the flesh. It doesn't know how to interpret the flesh. It only, it's only reassembling it in the way it's interpreting. It's interpreting its own. I'm way. not really sure how he goes about yeah, teaching it. But he's but. like, yeah, he's like, it's interpreting the the new. He's inter- it's basically recreating it in a way it like the responder interprets it. I need to tell him how to interpret it. You know, so mm-hmm. he needs to tell the computer how to interpret the flesh. And then he goes in there and he's all excited and he's like doing his nerd stuff, right? Yeah. And then baboon number two, success. Yeah. And this time though. She actually leaves. Yeah, this is she leaves, this is and then as she's leaving, apparently, Stathis is that his name? John S- Guts. Stathis. Yeah, I want to say Stathis Baratheon, but Stathis, Stathis <laughs> no. born. It's a different one. Born. Um, apparently, been waiting outside the place, the apartment, for her all night. Yeah, very creepy. Really weird. Very. Uh, I'll be watching. And then she follows her to a department store because she's buying clothes for him. Yeah, and he's like, and then yeah, he he gets in an again. Yeah, yeah, and he makes this big scene in the middle of the store. Very creepy. This dude is like unhinged. Yeah, he's super unhinged. Yeah, Um, very insecure. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, based on like what happens later, I guess you know she's like, ah, he's crazy. Good, but this guy, he. Yeah, <laughs> really crazy. I'm glad like, I had this guy around. I'm yeah. glad. Yeah, kind of glad I had it, a stalker. He ends up. She ends up having to like pick like the least creepy, the least worst, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, she's like in love. Yeah, I forgot that they. She went to that, but after the second baboon becomes a success. Yeah. Right. Um. She's like, uh, I don't know. She's like, 
I don't know. They they're celebrating. They're having like a champagne or whatever. But she's like, oh hey, I yeah, gotta, I got to roll off and get. I got to scrape something off my shoe. Yeah, because because Stathis, uh, or Stannis, Stathis, Stathis. Jeez, oh, I can't remember. Not his name. Stannis Baratheon. I know Stathis, Stathis Boren. Uh, also, kind of got it mixed up with Stalin from. Uh, <laughs> uh, but Stathis, he like leaves something at his apartment that's right uh, you know yeah. which was like a, a layout of uh, yeah the particle it magazine said, yeah it had his face on it and it said like is, tra- is teleportation real mm-hmm. uh dr seth Brundle, the youthful father of a new age yeah and so she pretty cool yeah so that's ronnie cool magazine. ronnie's it would look pretty cool yeah and so she was like threatened by yeah it, and she, she got that, upset that he had like, he had sent it to his place and he had no idea he's like i don't know it's just your friend your editor yeah. friend sent it over there he had no like he had no like uh, he was just not it was not deterred by what's going on. Yeah. And they were going to celebrate this new achievement, yeah. you know, and he was, uh, he was on the phone about to call for Chinese food, blah, blah, blah. Right. And, and she know, was, she's like, I got to go. I need she to was take threatened because she was like, I need to pull Stathis off the deal uh, and scrape. She's like, scrape it. Now, here's where. The and whole- now we re- we find out Seth is a very jealous. Insecure. Yeah. He, here's his insecurity. <laughs> and this is like to me. This scene or this part is basically the overall theme of the movie. Hmm. Emotions can ruin any rational mind. Mm. You know, mm. Actually, emotions, Preach. Preach. emotions <laughs> mixed with alcohol will ruin oh, any rational mind. Definitely. If you think about it, if he just had kept himself in his rational thought process, never would he have gone to the lengths he went. Right. That's true. Yeah. So that's true. So and really, even though this is a horror metamorphosis, metamorphosis story, it's kind of a love story. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So when she leaves, he goes on a binger yeah. like there in his apartment. He, yeah. He's like talking to the baboon like they're best friends. And I know. I mean, he's like, I don't know. Why did she leave him? Who was this? Who was this status guy? Oh, I mean, do we blame the baboon? Was the baboon yeah. giving him bad advice? Maybe the baboon was, was like, he actually hearing the baboon talk? The to baboon him? was like, bruh. She's out there messing with that Stathis guy. Oh my goodness. That would have been a hilarious scene. Yeah. I know. <laughs> it was like, it would have definitely changed. Like, it would have been, yeah, I, I think he would have changed. hallucinating talking to the baboon. It would have changed the whole dynamic of the movie uh, if the baboon started you know, talking. Seth, yeah. I, I don't really trust her. I would imagine the baboon had like a Jamaican accent. You know? Why? I don't know. It'd just be kind of cool. Like, don't you know that, Seth? Don't be listening to that girl. You know, I just think it would be funny. Yeah. Or some kind of accent, right? You don't want it to be like, hey, bud. I mean, like, uh, like, uh, oh, that was an orangutan. Um, like, would you like Louis, some? Like, King did you, Louis I saw from, uh, <laughs> the Jungle Book. Maybe, I don't know. Like, don't you know, there, don't you know, there, Mr. Brundleman? Maybe he just has like a British accent. Oh, it could be like, yeah, a British accent. Yeah. Give me your British accent. Let's hear it. Well, Seth, I, I do not think that you can trust this woman. I don't know what I just did. Huh. Maybe maybe Australian. Well, they did film in Canada. Maybe he's just Canadian. Oh, Canada. Yeah. I don't know, Seth. Seth, I don't know. He she's probably going out with this guy. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like more like Wisconsin, but it's right there. I've known more Wisconsinites than I have Canadians. Maybe it was just a normal voice. You're right. But yeah, it definitely would have changed the dynamic. Ah, Seth, do we need to leave this girl? Hey, don't, uh, 
<laughs> what is going on? Hold on. Hey, Seth, <laughs> I'll meet you at the bar at Tay Thirty, but I tell you right now, that Stathis is a one bad dude. Do not let her go there. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the Irish. The, the, the Irish baboons are the worst. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, sir? Don't, don't, don't be trusting her. Your instincts are telling you the right thing. You need to just dump the girl right now. <laughs> or do the Scottish one. Hey, hey, Seth, do it. You listen to it. Do what I say. Get into the transport and see what happens. You want to like it in your girl and your girl. And <laughs> what? But yeah, so yeah, he, uh, yeah, so this is like, I think, an overall theme. Like, he is a very rational person, a very smart person, but he's drinking, he's upset, he's insecure. He thinks she's running off to go fortify her relationship with Stathis because she kind of left abruptly. But the reason she left abruptly is because she saw that kind of layout that he sent to Seth and she wanted to nip it in the bud. Yeah. Well, he actually even says that nip it in the bud. Yeah. Um, but but she says I gotta scrape something out. I gotta scrape some residue off my shoe. Oh, and he says I'm it to himself. Of. And he said something like, "Oh, that residue, that residue is, is Stannis, or Stathis, Stannis, is Stathis. What if, what if they still, what if she still loves him? What if, I don't know. Well, I'll show her. I'll just do this myself. Um, what do you think, Mister Baboon? <laughs> you know." And so he does. And then he's like, "This is where we see like half naked Goldblum." like a good good part of the film he's just like he's like butt naked and gets into the telepod and what's he do um he goes through what he goes through he goes through but it's not so simple yeah from monolith publishing we bring you particle magazine a magazine dedicated to keep you science enthusiasts up to date on the latest and greatest scientific achievements of the modern day be sure to check out next month's issue where our very own editor, Stathis Borens, sits down with the very reclusive Dr. Seth Brundle. Is he the useful father of a new age? Is human teleportation closer to reality? Find out in the next issue of Particle Magazine. Get yours today. So, Seth's apartment has an infestation. I think he got it at apartments.com. <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay. Um, you don't think so? I don't know, but you know, when he's talking to the baboon, the baboon keeps like trying, it's like swatting at a fly. Yeah, but he's too drunk to realize his fault. I guess, I guess yeah. so. Yeah, here's a public service announcement if you've had too much to drink, do not teleport yourself, teleport yourself <laughs> into your contest, into yeah. your thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he gets into the pod, like you said, mm -hmm. with no clothes on, which he has to, because if he's wearing clothes, like he's going to reintegrate with like pants in his arm or something, potentially. Okay, maybe, but he just tell it, he just told it how to recognize flesh. He didn't just tell it. He, he, he had to work on that. Okay. So maybe he could, I guess he's just like, I don't, I'm done. I don't need to work on. I guess it also gives it cool, like it gives it like the cool, mysterious look of the film. You know, yeah, it gives it like a Terminator. Yeah, sort of when thing. He's, yeah, rolling in there butt naked. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, he sits down. He sits down. He squats down into like the delivery telepod, and in the little small window mm -hmm. that he built, so he could look out while he's telepoding himself. Which I don't know. The really I think it's more for like people to look in while, even though there's this huge window in the front. Yeah, so more than one person can look. 
But I mean, you could literally see directly in the front. Like five people could stand in front. Dude, it doesn't matter. And this is like a little. I don't tiny, think it. This is like a little tiny porthole. It's like a. It like is. A it diameter. Looks, this thing is like, like a. But it look. This things look like little mini subs. It's like submarines. Yeah, but this porthole. But not I, just, I don't know. I just don't know the purpose of it. But it, other than the, for the, us to see the fly. The fly. Yeah. yeah. So the flag gets in there with. Them. There's a fly in there. Yeah. yeah. That the uh, baboon, if he could talk, should have warned him. Yeah. Right. Hey, yourself. There's a fly out there. Make sure don't, don't let the fly go to no teleport with you. <laughs> or it's true. He would have. Either Mr. Bondor. There's a fly in the telepod. Don't, what is happening? Don't, <laughs> I'm doing the baboon, man. Don't go in there. Don't go in there. So but if he was not drunk and he was about his wits, he would have saw the fly and he yeah. would have hit the key to open it up from the inside. Oh, yeah. That we're speculating is in there? Yeah. Okay, good, 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 good. Yeah. Good, good. There's got to be. Anyways, he does Anyways. it. And he goes through. He... Door opens. And, Smoke uh, billowing. Yeah, billowing. Like dry ice coming yep. out. And he steps out. He just steps out and ja- Baboon, Baboon just jumps, jumps up on him. And it's like iconic. It's... Like I know. Iconic scene. I would, and it's like him. Looking I want all, one of my cats. To he's not this. like jacked, but he's like lean, and he's kind of like the lean. He. I think he already kind of was. He definitely got. I don't know what like. I feel like he did like push-ups before each scene. Like I don't he know, looks, but he looked like he was had worked out. He looked movie. swole. Yeah, he got he a lot of uh, swole. Well, I mean, I mean, he was defined. I mean, it definitely had yeah. a lot of definition. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like I think for his build and his frame. He had a lot of good. He he looked pretty lean. Yeah, yeah. But it was a good scene. I mean, he just looked like Tarzan with the monkey jumping up on him. <laughs> and what does he say to him? He's like, "Hey, welcome back." Or what does he say? He says the baboon. Yeah, he says the baboon didn't say. No, 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 back. no, no. Seth says something clever to him when he jumps back up. He's like, "Did you miss me?" Or something. Like nah, I don't. I don't remember. Roll the tape. <laughs> I don't think he said that said, though. I don't think it was like a quip. Pretty sure it was a quip. Oh think so maybe it's in my mind i don't know i don't know <laughs> well okay uh, so the baboon show you see that cool and you're like whoa he trail he teleported yeah but guess what there was a fly in there yeah um yeah i think we i think um ronnie shows back up a little bit later he's asleep and he says he wakes up and say i went through last night uh-huh. and uh uh, you can already start to tell that he's a little different, sedated, um, a little amped up. Yeah, I guess yeah. you would say his energy level is a bit high. He's kind of got like a like a like a rush about him. Yeah. So when she gets back, he does he does wake up and then he just goes on like a decathlon in his apartment. Is that what you mean? Well, they they do they do have sex at some point, and she wakes up from that, and he's doing gymnastics. Yeah, he's like gets <laughs> up and he starts doing like yeah yeah he yeah. goes through like uh he's like doing anything he's like swinging from handstands the, on handstands the chair. on the chair yeah he's he's got a conveniently placed high bar he does and- have a high bar <laughs> conveniently placed in his apartment and he's like doing like yeah he's doing like calisthenics yeah and, and giant swing swing i don't yeah just showing some athletic feats and- yeah i don't i think I, I would be curious i know that there were in the credits they mentioned it says some somebody did the uh like the gymnastics 
stunts or whatever. But I, I'm thinking that was really him, like doing like the plank thing on the chair. I don't, he obviously Maybe, didn't yeah. do like a handstand thing. I don't still. know, but he was killing it. Yeah, and he was all jacked. Yeah, and just going around. And I mean, this is sort of like in Spider Man when when Peter Parker wakes up the next morning. Yeah. And, and he's Toby just like, McGuire suddenly like I did I did get some Spider-Man vibes on this yeah. one. Yeah. I could see Sam Raimi taking some uh lifting some stuff from from Cronenberg. This? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah, when St- Peter Parker runs down, he does like this thing off the mm-hmm. stairs. Yeah. Yeah, it's totally yeah. like that. It's like that. He is. He's doing all kinds of athletic feats all of a sudden. Yeah. And one thing we mentioned, one of their earlier makeout sessions, he cuts himself like on like a microchip on his like. On his, oh, yeah. Hand. So he has like a scar mm-hmm. and she notices that he has like this thick hair coming out. She's yeah. like, oh, let me cut this off. He's like, what are you talking about? I said, well, okay. All right, whatever. But he's still, he, but now he's like, he's a little more hyper. Mm-hmm. His, he's not as um, just cool, calm and collective. He's more, yeah. he's more a little high on life. And there's like uh, there's a one scene I thought was interesting. It's very seen that they're like in a coffee shop, I guess, mm-hmm. the next morning, and he's just like talking to her, like going on and on and on and on and on. I mean, he just does not stop talking, and he's dumping sugar into his yeah, little, and he, into a cappuccino, and she's <clears> like, "You like you like you like coffee with your sugar?" Yeah, yeah. He's definitely got the sugar crave now because you see him randomly like grabbing candy bars and this kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. and he's yeah. like he's like talking about. Uh, molecular de- uh, decimination. It was a uh, breakdown and reformation, uh, which pur- purified my body. I'm a, I'm I'm a man. I'm a king. You know. Yeah. He's like he's like Jack. He's like of course that's this is why I'm. He's explaining all of his like superior abilities is because he went mm-hmm. to the teleporter and the teleport the computer told him to purify his body and that's what's that's what's happening <laughs> but what's also happening is he's got some serious acne <laughs> yeah his complexion starts to change sugar it will kill yeah your i know, I know. that's right that's yeah. right it's all that chocolate sugar, those, candy. Those candy bars yeah. he's eating he's killing himself <laughs> yeah um, so he's just uh he's getting a little wild and crazy yeah and she ronnie is she's it's kind of she's kind of okay with it she's you know the, the relationship is developing um uh, but it kind of he he kind of sort of um, outpaces her a bit, and she can't too, keep up. She can't keep up, and he's like, "You can't keep up." Yeah. And then we do someone here get the speech that you've given already. You know how? Well, so what it is is he gets angry because he wants her to go through. Yeah, she. Her. Yeah, he wants. He wants her, her to, to transport it. herself because then he believes that she will also become this like you know, superhuman person. Yeah. And then they can be together as a dynamic duo. That's what he says. Yeah, that is. That's he's like, we'll be the dynamic duo, you know, and he's. Batman and, and Rob. Where's one thing too. I'll, I mean, at this point, we st- he's still Seth, he's still Seth Brundle. He has the form and look. He just, he's just really kind of suffering a little bit of acne. And of course he's like high on life. Yeah. But what I think is funny, uh, I think it's a really good job on Jeff Goldblum is he starts doing a lot of quick twitches, which he kind of gives you that insect like yeah. he's becoming like a fly and insect or whatever. His eyes, he even has already is a naturally like huge eyes kind of guy. He mm-hmm. kind of has a bug eye look to him, <laughs> if you will. No offense to you, Jeff. I mean, it's just the way, or maybe the sure way he's they, listening, the way they put you. I mean, yeah, probably he's like, Oh, I'm sure he's like, Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, a podcast about uh, my movie. Uh, I'll be interested to partake, anyways. Um, he just has a distinct look, but he they did a great job of making him, and he did a great job of portraying like. Even his eyes, he would close his eyes and shift his eyes a lot. And he's just really good with the the quick actions that gives you an appearance that he's 
becoming insect-like. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. She, but it's just subtle enough that she doesn't pick up. She just thinks he's being frantic and, and mm-hmm. um, um, erratic, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah, he, he eventually, I guess, I guess it been essentially dumps her. Yeah. Cause she refuses to go. She, the, uh, she sees he's changing. She sees these, like these weird, like she sees the cha- physical changes. She sees those weird, like uh, hairs on his back and wait, his, his erratic erraticness, you know? And so she's like, I'm not going to go through that. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, she refuses, like, you know, and then it's when he, do, he goes on the speech about like, you know, he goes on the speech that I mentioned earlier and he's like, you know, you will not take dive. You will not dive. You will not do the deep dive into the plasma pool. And he's like, I will find someone who will. And yeah. he just, just takes off. Yeah. And this leads into, I think, the other big scene, I think, that for me personally, when I think of this movie, um, he eventually finds himself in a bar. He's like nibbling on a chocolate bar. Yeah. And he's eating chocolate bars. He, there's a woman at the bar. He goes and he talks to her. And he's trying like, to pick he up just, this woman. He just, he's like rolled up like with no shirt and a bomber jacket. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I love the look. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like khakis. It's great. No shirt, bomber yeah, jacket. He did khakis too. Yeah. I'm but, like, I, I need to roll Um, up. And two dudes are um, arm wrestling. Arm wrestling yeah. And he challenges over the top. Both of them. Yeah. Yeah. They were doing over the top. Yeah. Um, way better than whatever they were doing in Jaws 3D, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. This look, this looks like something real, and uh, <laughs> like a real, co- <laughs> it's like a real competition. Arm thing. competition, yeah. And uh, like you know, bucks. he bets a hundred bucks. He can take both of them, either yeah. one of them, and he'll get the girl. And she's like, "I'm not a, I'm yeah, losing." And he's like, "I don't care, whatever." It's like, yeah, he's like, and the guy's like, "Come on, Tawny." It's an easy hundred dollars, you know. And this hey. guy, this guy's like a boxer in real life. Oh, is he the actor? Yeah. Okay, I didn't look him up. I think he fought Ali at one point. I don't think it's who you think it is. Who do I think it is? Who do you think it is? Uh, some guy named like Chuvo. Oh, okay. Never mind. I thought you thought it was somebody else. Never mind. Um. Anyway, it could be. He could be. I don't know. Um. But they, he, he's going to arm wrestle this dude. And this is, like I said, the scene that I think of most for this movie. Him arm wrestling and then breaking the dude's arm. Oh, okay. George Chuvalo. Okay. And yeah, that's always been a very disturbing scene. Just watching the arm. Yeah, he like just, like he, just does a, he does a clean break. Yeah, yes. and you see and the, it's bone, like through the, the bone skin. goes through the skin. And he's like, ah, and yeah. the guy, he just then he just takes Tawny with him. Yeah, and she's like, wow, you really messed up, um, Georgie or whatever his name yeah. is. And you know, takes uh, her back to uh, his place for and some, tries to uh, for some uh, escapades. Yeah, for something. For mm-hmm. some, we don't see a lot of that. Yeah, and uh, but then. Tries to force her to go through the pot. <laughs> um, yeah. So the actor, sorry, just a, just a side note. Um, he was a Canadian former professional boxer and five time Canadian heavyweight championship and two time heavyweight world, uh, tele challenger. He's known for having never been knocked down in his 93 bout professional career, including fights against, uh, including fights against Ali, Joe Frazier and George Foreman. Wow. That's pretty. That's pretty good. It's a pretty, 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 pretty interesting. Yeah, but apparently he got his arm broken by Seth Brundle. Yeah, well, he didn't box any like man flies either. That's true. Yeah. So, but so yeah, you're right. He's so he's 
going for her for fun, but he's also trying to coerce her to do the same. Yeah. Uh, he fortunately, wants to, he wants to convince her to go through the teleporter. Yeah. Fortunately, Ronnie shows up. And what's she say to her? Yes. Be afraid. Be very afraid. afraid. The tagline for this film. The tagline. Yes. This is where the tagline started because now people have used that tagline before. I know. I know. And, and I feel like there's things. a lot of people that use it that have no they idea. Had no idea it came be, from yeah. the fly. Yeah. Yeah. Even it. Yeah. That's the tagline. Be afraid. Be, that's what she says. That's what Ronnie says to Tawny to get her out of there. She's like, be afraid. Be very afraid. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's still kind of. That's what Ronnie said. What's that? Did you did you just do uh, Eddie Money? <laughs> yes. <laughs> nice. <laughs> be my little baby. Yeah, yeah. Be afraid. Be very afraid. Oh man, nice. <laughs> just like Ronnie said. Um. Anyway, just like Ronnie said. Sorry. Man, I love me some Eddie Money, man. <laughs> R.I.P. Um. But yeah. So yeah, she um. She, Tawny runs away because she's like, you're crazy, man. And then she shows back up and she's like, she's like, this is where she confronts him. She's like, you look sick. Um, I tested those. I, I test at one point they were going to test a baboon mm-hmm. to see if the baboon was okay. And she's like, uh, you know, we had, uh, I tested your hairs. I tested the hairs that I clipped off of you and it doesn't look good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They can't even figure out what it is. Yeah. They just know it's like insect like. Yeah. It's insect like. Yeah. And then this is where we start seeing some more of his metamorphosis, right? Because then he like runs away and his fingernails are coming off, bro. Because <laughs> then he's like, whatever. He shuns her. He tells her to get lost. He goes in the bathroom. He's angry. And he just starts looking down at his fingers and just starts peeling them off. And he's like, yeah. what? And this is where he starts freaking out. He actually starts freaking out. Like, he starts having fears like this. Oh, my God. This, is this how I die? Is this, this is what I've become? Like, am I going to die? You know? So you don't see, you kind of, you just see him like mm-hmm. at this point, peeling fingers off. Right. Yeah. And then it kind of shifts over to now, um, Ronnie. Right. I mean, and we see less of Brundle. Um, yeah. The only times we see, we see Brundle as we, is pretty much throughout different stages of the, and uh, yeah, the change second, deterioration. And this becomes whatever. like the second half of the film where it's just like, she goes back and we're seeing stages of deterioration. Yeah, yeah. She does go back once, uh, to, I can't remember why she shows up, but she essentially agrees to help him yeah. or try to help him in yeah. some way, you know, and that's like, she's actually going to like record him. Cause he's got this idea of like, you know, they could write a different book about this change or, he even makes makes a joke about like writing a children's book or whatever, and like doing a video about like how he eats and this kind of thing. And, yeah, because because she, she goes back to I guess Stathis at one point, right? And they have a conversation. Yeah, yeah, and then she does. She returns, and I remember. So she returns to see him, and this is now he like his first first time she sees him. He's now got like two canes, and he's kind of got almost like his face is deteriorated, and he's looking. Yeah. He, I mean, he's still two on two feet, but he still looks human but he looks old and fragile and he's got like, like two canes. He's like walking with two canes. Right. Yeah. And this is where he tells her like, Hey, um, I think, you know, he's realizing that he's, he's doing some research on the computer and he's had a, f- a fusion at a molecular level with an insect, you mm-hmm. know, with the fly, mm-hmm. you know, and he's like, help me. I'm scared. Um, He's like, I'm just, he's like frightened. And he's like, 
and this is where he tells her that you know I've I've been fused with a fry a fly a house fly yeah house fly was in there with me, and so he's just like yeah he's accepted his fate, and then the second time she returns is right what you said like he's like. Then he's like a little bit more vigorous, you know. Then he's like walking on the wall. Like she comes back, and he's like walking and yeah. Oh, I mean, this wall. is kind of like what we were talking about earlier, where this movie you show all these different stages that he goes through, and like you know, emotionally, psychologically, you know, the 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 vigor and excitement to the fear to the um, sort of back to maybe not necessarily. Um, excitement but uh intrigue or mm. you know or curiosity and then the you know exploring where where is this going to go to eventually it gets to acceptance and then almost like to a uh oh i've you know i want to take others with me yeah. you know yeah um yeah so it's again that's just like another that, that progression or Right. Degression. Yeah. I'm so not he's sure losing. Which, where, which way you want No, to yeah. It's it. kind of, it's, yeah. It's like he degrades from human to becoming more insect. And as he becomes insect, it's like a, it's like a trough. And then it's like back to a peak. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Cause yeah. I remember when he's like, I want to record, you know, for children. That's when he does the eating demonstration. And he's like totally more vigor than he was back when he was like on two canes. And he was like, you think like, when you see him on two canes, you're like, oh my God, he's going to like turn into a, a primordial soup next or something. But yeah. No, I, but next thing you know, he's like, he's like climbing walls. He's like more of whatever. And he's like grinning. He's got a teeth thing. Yeah. His teeth are falling out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I wonder if this is, he's like, I wonder if this is similar though, to maybe what some people go through when they're, they're faced with, uh, make a terminal illness, you right. know, and they've got different stages where they've got to go through, you know, to eventually acceptance. Yeah. I, th I think you're right. And I think I read where like, um, Cronenberg even said this film's a little bit about illness mm -hmm. and how to deal with illness. And yeah, you make a good point. Maybe that's way some folks, I mean, an interpretation, like when they first find out they become like they're, they almost come devastated. Yeah. frightened and scared like he is when he's like on the two camps. Especially, especially like the beginning when he thinks he's like basically like a, a you know, the top of the world and I, uh, you know, he's full of energy and yeah. like, Oh, nothing can get me. Yeah. And then, then he notices the fingers falling. Yeah. And then things falling. start to he's like, the unexpected happens. Yeah. And because you're right. Cause when he becomes like, when he's like the first time she sees him, he looks almost like he's like giving up, you know, he yeah. finds out the house, yeah. fly. he's becoming a house fly, but then she comes back and then he's like crawling over the walls. He has more vigor. And I wonder if like, you know, someone terminally on this thing, you know, they, after they've lived with it for a certain time, maybe they've gotten more hope and more, vigor and excitement about you know yeah. what they they've come to terms i don't know i don't know how it works but it's, yeah it's just i mean I, yeah i'm not gonna pretend like i know i can't these things i can't either, speculate but... either but you know he does transition to that and then the third and then there's like there's like two more metamorphoses right because i mean he just does that cool. He does that scene where he pukes on his food, right? Yeah. So he's like, Hey, look, I can't. Only... We didn't see that. Yeah. He's like, he's like, um, basically saying like, look, I can only, I am now the fly and the brindle fly. And instead of this is what he calls himself the brindle fly. And he's like, I can, I know can no longer digest foods and I can only do them as liquids. And so, yeah. and then you see staff is watching the video kind of getting disgusted by. Yeah. By this. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Staff is watches the video that she taped. And then she comes home upset and angry. Yeah, this is the this is the the last the nail in the coffin. Yeah, this is the last uh, big um, um, re 
deal, I guess, before the climax at the very end. Um, we find out that Ronnie is pregnant. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Um, with his baby. With, yeah, or his something. And uh, that that leads into a lot of Oh, personal conflict for her about, you know, does she keep the baby, you know, and she she's kind of runs back to status, you know, for his help. And he's trying to help her. And I guess he sort of turns a corner there as a character trying to be supportive and help status. Yeah, status. Yeah. But yeah, there's and she ends up having like a dream. She has a dream sequence. So yeah. We don't know it's a dream sequence, but yeah, she's yeah. like, I need to go. I need to go and have an, you know, an operation to, cause she's like, I don't want to have the baby, you know? And so she's in the operating room and. I mean, I, I couldn't tell if she was supposed to be delivering the baby or if it was what it was, but yeah. yeah. But yeah, at the end they're like, what's this? And it shows that she's birthed a larva. Or yeah. what and it's like, ah, it's another yeah. kind of just like, whoa, scene. It's an intense scene. Um, but it's like, again, it's another part. And who of, played the doctor? Cronenberg. Uh, Cronenberg. Yeah, Cronenberg yeah. was the gynecologist. And so um, it's another kind of scene is iconic to the film. You remember that. You'll, yeah. you'll never forget that scene. And she kind of wakes up and realizes she hasn't had the baby. She's still there. and She's still herself. And so I think now she has to go confront him and tell him, like, look, I guess that she go and say, hey, I need to have the baby. She wants to go and tell him about the baby or something. I, I can't. Who, Seth? Yeah. But this uh, is- so yeah, so she does. She goes to back to Seth's place, and, and I, I think she's she with the intention, intention, of telling, but she but, couldn't. But she yeah, yeah it but doesn't this scene happen. Is, this scene is crazy right here because now he's like full fledged like bodysuit. Yeah, like, yeah, like, he's full on like full fledged bodysuit, like like just bubbly fly man ish. Yeah, I I will say of all the great um, effects in. Um, <clears throat> like costume creature effects, all that kind of stuff. I think the bodysuit is like the, it's the less, it's, it's, it's the, the less impressive. The I agree. Impressive. Yeah, yeah. It was almost like they just took a bunch of like, uh, yeah. I mean, it's like, he's clearly wearing a suit, a, a suit. Yeah. yeah. And then just did the face. It wasn't, it was probably the least of the inner. I mean, like I said, but yeah, he's uh this is where he does the famous line. Cause things are falling off. Like teeth are coming out. It's funny because it starts, it shows a scene of him in the front of his mirror and his teeth are falling out. Yeah. And he's like, well, I'll just put this into my, yeah. into he's my, got all kinds my medicine, of other my medicine cabinet. He opens a medicine cabinet and there's like his thumb, his ear, because his ear fell off when he was with her this, like the, the second time and they were yeah. filming. Um, but now he's like, ah, oh, he's just doing that. And this is where this is, this is a really emotional scene here. Like she comes, comes to him and you can tell she's like, She's rot because she can't really, she can't even stand to look at him. She's like afraid of him. She's fear. Mm-hmm. She's a fear. She's afraid of his appearance. And this is when he's just like, um, he says some like really hard stuff to him. Like he's like, um, um, he kind of goes back and he's like, I mean, she can't even look at him. And he's like, have you ever heard of insect politics? And she's like, what? And he's like, and this is where he goes like, well, you know, insects can't be politics. So they have no compassion. No, you know, yeah. no mind, you know, yeah. and, I want to be the first to, you know, they, I, they have no compromise, you know, they're brutal, you know, and he's like, they're, um, he's like, uh, I want to be the first insect politician. 
And she's like, but, and she says some things to him and pleads to him. And he's like, um, and I, I just thought it was really what he said. He's like, I'm an insect who dreamt he was a man. I thought it was a pretty cool line. He's like, I was an ins- I'm an insect who dreamt he was a man. He loved it, you know? And he's like, uh, but now the dream is over and the insect is awake. And he's like, I'll hurt you if you stay, you know? I think there's a lot of well-written stuff in yeah. this movie. <laughs> yeah. I just thought that line. I mean, this movie could easily have been like a throwaway you know, horror, yeah, it could have been cheesy, yeah, yeah, but thing. it had some really, really, yeah, like really well di- written dialogue. And yeah. he's like, he's like, uh, I thought that was a cool line, which is like, I was, I'm, I'm an insect who dreamt he was a man, and he loved it, and now the insect, uh, now the insect's awake, and yeah. and I'm no longer a compassionate, you know, compromising human being. I no longer have my m- man reasoning. I'm becoming like just a blunt, you know, insect. Mm-hmm. And um, he's like, please go away. So I don't think she, he tells her, right? But he finds out, I guess, right? Because, oh, cause, yeah, yeah so, she leaves and he, he says. Because he tells her, he's like, Get, go away because I'm going to hurt you. Yeah. But then he's like on the top rooftop. That's right. Yeah. And Stathis is out there. That's what it is. And he's like, what did you say? And she's like, I couldn't tell him. Yeah. And then and he kind of gets head headway that she's. Yeah, pregnant. well, they're going to go. She wants to go get the abortion like, right directly now. right yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so next they're at some place, some, some hospital or some medical place. And they're going to do this in the middle of the night. Lots of questions, but they can't Whatever. answer those yeah, questions. That's okay. Um, and then um, she's in the room to, about to change while the other two, the doctor and status leave. And then he brundle jumps through a glass wall window thing yeah. uh and then takes her and escapes like, like quasimodo bro yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah and then i was like then the the other two like come into the room but they don't come in like in a hurry uh, very delayed very delayed response. yeah and i'm like they're just on the other side of this door they yeah. didn't hear all this noise yeah <laughs> nah. so but yeah and he like hobbles off and then he grabs her and he's like and this is another scene where like he's losing, you can tell he's losing like the metamorphosis. I mean, he, the insects, he's like very like caveman-ish. Yeah. Speaking is like, Brendel, baby, you know, you must have baby. That's the last thing left of me. Yeah. You must, you know, he's like just pleading with her to, to keep the baby to term because it's the last thing of true Seth Brendel. Yeah. And then we, then we see like, so then we see staff is breaking into the laboratory mm-hmm. and he's got a shotgun. He's got a gun. Yeah. He's going to do some damage. <laughs> um, things don't go well for Stathis here. <laughs> they really don't, man. So Stathis, um, overstays his welcome. Um, because Seth shows up, which it's kind of funny because I don't know if you noticed, but like in the scene, there's an angle. You see the shadows yeah. in the yeah, ceiling. I saw it. Yeah. And you're like, oh, what the heck? And sure enough, like Seth, as the uh, I would say third phase fly, sh- jumps down, attacks him, just pukes on his hand, melts his hand. I mean, like like that melting from like uh, um, Indiana Jones 1 where they yeah. melt the face. It's kind of that same kind yeah, of like. Yeah, it was very similar like, to that. Yeah. Just melts it down to the bone and. Stathis is just like pure shock. Is <laughs> and he falls to the ground. <laughs> he, he tries to grab it with his other leg, and says so like, "Bro, I got gotcha. you." 
and he's like and throws up on his leg and basically like severs his foot from his leg. But uh... hey, Mike. Hey, Pat. You've heard of Beyond Meat and the Impossible Burger, but have you tried teleported beef? Teleported beef? Oh yeah, it's this new thing called Seth's Synthetic Steaks. Seth's Synthetic Steaks. Wow, try saying that five times fast. No, Mike, I won't. What I can tell you, though, is that it gives you the satisfying look of a real steak, but without all the other additives and fillers such as fat, cholesterol, and delicious flavor. Ooh, we want that pesky flavor. Absolutely not. We don't want it. So next time you're looking for that meat alternative, check out Cess Synthetic Steaks. Brought to you by Bartok Science Industries. Yeah, Stathos, his hand is melted off. And then he tries to get away. And his foot gets melted off. Yep. He, uh... Yep. It's pretty awful. Seth dispatches uh, Stathis pretty well. And he's about to, like, vomit on his face when Ronnie stops him and says, wait, stop, 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 stop. Yeah. And, um... Seth then just kind of proposes the uh, idea of the ultimate family, you know? Yeah, he's like uh, he's now uh, activated the old prototype. Yeah, and so I'm got- not sure when he like pulled out the. <clears throat> when does he pull out the third pod? And I don't he know. Sets it up? He just started setting up while he was being a from a fly around. Okay, around. so Maybe. yeah, he set up the original. He set up the third pod. So what they're gonna do? What his idea is to take one telepod and another telepod, and then transport all two of them. Into one being. Yeah, okay. And his idea is that, like, I could dilute my fly DNA with the human DNA of yeah. Ronnie and uh, the So baby. why do they need the third pod? The baby. So That's a good point, man. Because he's doing a few. I guess he's, I don't know. That's a good I mean, why can't they just go can't both just go, from go into one, one yeah, pod and two? Stick them in. Maybe they, uh, yeah, why wouldn't they just do two, just stick two people in one pod and go to, go to town to the third one? Yeah. The second one. Yeah. That makes good good sense. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, to- the movie's totally ruined. Totally ruined. <laughs> Again, it goes back to me. Why couldn't he just, like, at one point, after he became the fly, like, why couldn't he just think of, like, is there a way I could, like, unfly myself by going back the other way? Yeah, but like, I don't think that would work. Back to the human? Yeah, but I don't think that that it would work. Yeah. Because he said he takes bodies and puts it, takes them apart and puts them back together. I don't know. I mean, yeah, that's I get I get the joke, but yeah. I don't know. Anyway, so anyways, yeah, yeah I mean, so that's yeah. his ultimate plan is to uh, you know make them one baby, and she's like no, and she yeah. like punches him, and like his jaw falls off, I know. <laughs> and then that's like what triggers like the last metamorphosis, you know? Yeah. Which I don't know why that's the. The one thing, you know, like I don't know. His body's like up, oh, jaws off. Time to turn into a full fledged human fly, man fly. You know, yeah. But this is pretty cool. Like I would say, this creature was done pretty well. I think so too. Yeah, and I he, think so too. it was uh, so it, like his face melts off, and it's just like straight up this like six foot fly looking creature. And yeah, you don't get to it's see kind the, of hunched over. Yeah, though, it's but... kind of hunched over. You don't see the whole body. You just see the face and the arms and yeah. It's uh, moving around, you know. And yeah. Basically, like take he, it takes her and he throws her into the just pod, chucks her into the pod, locks her in, doesn't tell her how to get out. Yeah, right? I didn't tell her about the 
yeah. release button. And then he's like, he already said it while he was still like in his third possession. I guess he hit like the two minute countdown. So. Yeah, he did. Yeah. So he doesn't need to like do any of that. And so he's then marching. He marches over to the pod, the prototype pod. Um, and it's marching. And then like at that point, like stat is like regains consciousness. Yeah. And, Takes the shotgun, shoots the <clears throat> cable, the, the cable, cable connecting. Yeah, Ronnie's pod. Ronnie's pod. Yeah, and the countdown's happening, but like then the fly sees it. I'm just gonna call him the fly now because he's no longer Brundle. And he like shit. He like breaks. He like punches through like a sheer anger and opens up the thing. And then like right as it, I mean the countdown. He's like halfway out. Yeah, you know, it just takes him. And when he reappears, it's not it's not pretty. Yeah, he because when. He, but I this, thought this scene was I thought it was cool because of the way they cut in half. They cut yeah. down half the telepod. Yeah, it was like singeing. It was like it was like a lightsaber went through it. So I thought that was pretty slick. So my movie club people, they didn't like this scene. What? Yeah, they they like one guy thought it didn't make sense. Why would it? Uh, it which I was like, it makes perfect, perfect sense. sense. It makes exact sense. It makes yeah. the sense it's supposed he to make. <laughs> was stepped out of the pod, so it opened up and it took out whatever, like it, you know, it took part of the pod yeah. in the, the fly. Yeah. And I thought that was kind of cool because it just like he just like ejects out of this like out of the uh, receiver pod, you know. It's like, whoosh, whoosh, you know, yeah. and he's like, he's like, uh, yeah, you're right. He's like the fly with chunks of the transporter attached to it because yeah, it took, it integrated the two yeah. in it, animate and inanimate objects right. into one. Right. Just like it's been doing throughout the whole film. Yeah. That's, that's what so, you expected to do. I'm sorry, Michael's movie friends. <laughs> you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm glad you and I see. see I know. That. And this you, is that's and, why we do a podcast. And people who <laughs> people, people might not know this, but this like the fly coming out with these parts, this other parts of integrating into them is actually a I think a kind of a, a nod to the to the original um, short story because in the short story, um, you know, it's it's more about like a, it's not a it's not girlfriend boyfriend. It's actually husband and wife. And she's so terrified that he's become like, so basically what he does is he goes through there with, he goes, uh, he goes through in the short story, he goes through with the fly mm -hmm. and he immediately become, loses his head and his arm. Yeah. Right. And so he's a human body, but he has one arm is like his left arms are like a insect arm and his head is just straight up fly head. Right. And then there's a fly flying around the house that has a white head because it's so small. You can't tell, but it's like the human head and the human arm on yeah. the fly body flying around the house. But she's so terrified that, she convinces him to go through one more time to see if it will correct. He can correct himself. And I think I mentioned earlier that he tried all these different things. Like before he, he successfully did one. I think he did like a cat. Mm -hmm. I said, and the, but the cat just was disappearing. But when he comes out trying to correct it, when he comes out, he's now fly cat. Yeah, human hybrid. He's like parts of the cat and a fly. So it's like another. Yeah, I need to watch it then. It, watch no, this no, movie. this is a short story. So oh, the yeah. short story. I don't so. think. I don't think the cat. I don't think that's in the in the, oh, in the okay. film in the nineteen fifty eight. I think it was, might have been too gruesome for nineteen fifty eight at the time. So, but in the short story, he comes out like okay. The second round, he comes out. He comes out like a fly human cat hybrid, and this is a point where he's like, all right, I'm just going to commit suicide, and he 
instructs his wife to basically they go to like some kind of machine warehouse where he instructs her to like basically like stick his head in a drill press or something like that and okay himself. it's pretty gruesome yeah well well when this uh the fly in this movie comes out it gets very emotional. For Everyone me. looks terrified. Everybody looks terrified. Like Stathos looks sh- like crazy terrified. And she and Ronnie is bawling. Yeah, she is. Just... And she's scared, but she's crying. Yeah. And because her lover yeah, has but, become this amalgamation. But of... I am telling you, it is maybe it doesn't make sense. But every time I've watched this movie, that scene of she's going to shoot it with the the shotgun. shotgun. She puts it down and then the fly grabs the yeah. barrel. And He's puts like, put it, it right up. to his head. He's like, bro, just do and it. And the creature's got these very sad eyes. Yeah, super sad. And it's, it's like, oh. puppy, it's like puppy dog. Eyes. It is kind yeah. of like yeah. that. It's and like, I'm, every time I watch it, I'm thinking, I feel, you feel bad sad and the, bad you for this. You have compassion for, I am very compassionate towards, Seth Brundle's yeah towards the fly yeah what he became yeah. yeah no I agree and then she's like no no okay <laughs> yeah and then she, she, yeah but she has and to and then scene and then it, yeah and then it, and then basically it abrupts it abruptly just ends. ends yeah which I, I like love that yeah, it's just done <laughs> I love that I don't need we don't need anything an else. additional ten fifteen minutes Completely of like agree. wrapping up a story Completely you know agree. I I want yep. to know about the fly and it just, that's it. The fly died. That's all I need to know. The only thing I wish they had done is played the Brian Ferry song. Help me. Okay. At, when they rolled <laughs> the, the credits. But the score in this movie is yeah, so good. It though. is good. It's all eerie. It's all creepy. Yeah, it's very scary. Yeah. But uh, yeah, they, they just kind of, it just kind of goes with the eerie music at the end. But uh, so yeah, I thought that was, int- uh, Brian Ferry wrote that song for the film called Help Me. I wonder if it was like, for the help me on the story. Oh, and oh yeah, maybe. maybe. Now that scene is actually in the the 1958 movie because I've seen a clip from of that. Yeah, yeah, the help yeah. me scene. Is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think the flies like on a spider web. Or whatever yeah, so they find. Yeah, the story is is like they find a fly trapped and on a on a spider web. And the yeah, spider's about to eat the fly, but then the they cr- the like the. The detective just crushes the spider and fly with a rock and says no one would believe the story. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, but uh, yeah, it just abruptly ends, and it is. It's kind of a very. It's very like in your face emotional scene because it's like crawling, you know, and it grabs it grabs the gun and like just sticks it to his head. So I guess here's this is the last remnants of Seth's like cognitive thinking yes yeah. you can you yeah. know that seth that there's some seth of seth still, still, still there. there yeah because he's saying he's not become, and that and i think for her she she knows that too yeah and so now instead of shooting the, the creature yeah she now is has to kill she's this being, guy that she is falling in love she's with she's like yeah doing the humane thing for her yeah former lover but yeah, you're right because it no longer becomes like this. Like it's not like a werewolf, right? Where once it becomes a wolf, it's just a a monster without any kind of <laughs> yeah, any kind of conscious. Unless it's of course Silver Bullet because he's like he's like looking yeah. for yeah, it's different. Uh, yeah, he <laughs> he's looking for people. You know, that's yeah, good. Yeah. Different. But yeah, yeah, it's just for the the creature to go and do that, it just shows you that it still has remnants of Seth 
and it's not some just mindless like creature that's doing whatever the creature wants to do. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And again, just ends. It just ends. Just ends. 96 minutes over. That's all we needed. You're like, wow, that was an intense film. Yeah. 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 And there's, you know, if there's any wasted time, I mean, I think some of the, some of the stuff with, with Stathis and Ronnie, you know, maybe it could be shortened a little bit. I think so. But I mean, they they did enough to get a point across that he's kind of a creep and she doesn't want to be with him. But then come to find out, like, if he wasn't such a stalker creep, I mean, he would have been there to, like, basically save her life, you know, because yeah. he, he does, he, I mean, he, of course, gets crippled in the, in the process, but he does intervene. Yeah, enough. let's talk about this. Let's talk about this. Yeah. Because his life is completely changed forever. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. You know. And no hand, no foot. Sometimes. And I, it's not, it's not same side. It's one of the, it's one. I know. Left hand. I know. Right, left hand, right foot. And I, sometimes I forget that he actually survives the encounter mm-hmm. yeah and you know i've i've wondered before i was like well, would have been better off he had just been killed you yeah know? but now he's stuck with you know apparently he shows up in the second film they get yeah that's what you were saying yeah. I, I, I i again it's been a really long time since he's I've the seen only it. actor who reprises his role yeah 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 i even though i know it's not all that great but i need to go back i know now we it. need to go watch it just yeah. to kind of see i mean obviously it probably won't it won't stand up to this film no but no, uh, no, 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 no. but yeah this film was excellent i really liked this film and i don't think the gore is that bad i mean i think some people are put off by it but i think the makeup was great actually they won an academy award for this makeup um, mm-hmm. which was pretty impressive and uh they did a great job of just Really, really, really focusing on the the metamorphosis of Brundle, you know, and yeah, and you know, and again, kind of harken back to what you said. Like all the writing was so good. There was just so many funny, kind of funny quotes or really just intellectual um, dialogue that was just really like, oh wow, that's that's impressive. Like you said, it it could have been a cheesy movie with just cheesy lines, but yeah, the writing, which I I would say had to attribute to Cronenberg being. Uh, being in, you know in there because he is very good at that kind of um, writing. Which, by the way, he still said like I want Pogue, who originally wrote the script. He's like I want him to get credit because like he's like I couldn't have ri- I couldn't have wrote the script without his direction. Yeah, it's sort of like his foundation. Yeah, it's so sort of like that was pretty uh, cool. You know? Yeah, it's sort of like when uh, uh, James Cameron wrote the first draft of Rambo first blood part two. Oh, and then okay. Stallone came back and rewrote it. Still, But Cameron still listed in the credits uh, okay. as a writer. Well, yeah. And so, you know, and they didn't even know each other, but Pogue was like impressed with the film afterwards. And they met yeah. after the film and I thought that was pretty, pretty cool. Cronenberg. Yeah. And, uh, so, but yeah, the film is, is just, I think it was cast well. And even though it is a short film, I really don't know what you would take out of it. I mean, yeah, you could do a little less of that. I would say the the romance is kind of fast, but I kind of but their chemistry together is so good. Yeah, I didn't. It didn't seem. Yeah, too, I think I think it it, it kind of makes it, sense it in a way. It didn't seem too artificial. Yeah, you know? I think I think like too rushed. Really good. I mean, if you look at it from a while a way back, like wow, they're already. I mean, she's like day two, like. Like, oh, I think you're so cute, blah, blah, blah. When, you know, just the night before she was happening. It also could be that there wasn't really, um, maybe there was more time passing. There was, yeah. We we just didn't see it. Yeah, possibly could. And then, you know, maybe like, you know. Which, you know, again, you know, they, they, we didn't need to see 
every single you know, day we what did was going on we did know? but i mean i think this and and then this just goes back to like it's just like a story of like <laughs> love jealousy and <laughs> and and how uh like i said love and jealousy and all that stuff can yeah can 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 uh cripple the rational mind yeah you know because here we have someone who just like it seemed like Brundle's trajectory was like sky high. You mm -hmm. know, he was going places. You yeah, know? and um, and I'm not blaming Ronnie, but it was just is it just sort of like an Icarus thing? Like he flew, flew too, too close, close to the, the sun. sun. Yeah. What was the sun? There was it Ronnie or was it the telepod? I don't know. Just the whole thing. Just the whole like trying to achieve something before he was ready to do. Yeah, you know? maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I don't know either. Of... But he just clearly was. I mean, both of the guys were jealous people yeah you know? but yeah i don't know i i think and i would like to think i think it's just believable because the romance was so fast he was probably like oh man i have such a great thing with her and now she's away and i could see why his mind would wander and um he probably didn't have something so special like that before so you know she's like because she even said that like you don't get out much do you like when he was like hitting on her in the first first scene so but uh, it's but it's just so funny. Like to me, like even though it's a science fiction horror film, it all boils down to just yeah, scorned hearts and yeah. I mean, making I guess sick. it falls into that horror category. But I don't. I mean, it's not necessarily scary. It's not a scary. It's not horror a scary movie. Film, no. I mean, there. I guess you could say uh, it maybe. It's more disturbing than scary. If that if that's I would say tragic. It's definitely tragic. Yeah, it's a tragic. It's definitely it's a tragedy. tragedy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's definitely tragic. A tragic horror. horror. I'm sure that's a thing. Horror tragedy, tragic horror, tra 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 trajectory tra horror. <laughs> horror. I don't know, man. It's got horror a baboon. Tragic, horror tragic, tragic, tragedy. <laughs> okay <laughs> and uh now we know we need to wrap this up <laughs> yeah because yeah, yeah, we don't know where we're going with it but uh so yeah i would uh if the audience is listening and i'm, I'm sure i mean i'm not i can't assume everyone has seen the fly but if you wanted to rewatch it i think it's always worth a rewatch i mean yeah. i would i would definitely rewatch it again this weekend even though i watched it yesterday I mean, yeah I this it's, is it's an entertaining film it i feel like you you probably would catch more stuff by watching it. It's quick, easy, great, great movie. Yes, it is, it is a fantastic film. Um, yeah. And a science fiction masterpiece, I would almost say. I would say, yeah. I, yeah. I, it's definitely one of my favorite sci-fi yeah. films. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, sci-fi horror. Yeah. yeah, and I think it's a, I think it's I think it's nostalgic and it's kind of a cult classic and it's very iconic, mm -hmm. uh, just because of one of the a lot of the scenes, of course, of the um, the sets, the the props, like I mean the telepods. Like I told you earlier, I just think it's they're so cool. They're such cool designs. Um, clearly, I would like to know if there was like a uh, indoor opening mechanism but <laughs> we'll you know, never know we'll never know <laughs> uh, maybe there's something in the behind the scenes but yeah you know i think it was a great i think it's a good film and very very smart very intellectual um but yeah i like i liked it yep all right well i think we can wrap it up we can swat this fly, swat this fly. <laughs>
<laughs> squash this bug. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you for uh, listening to us talk about a great film. The for once. Yeah. We actually yeah. talked about a good yeah, movie Yeah, we talked time. about a good one that we really enjoyed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it wasn't a comedy. And, and it wasn't a comedy. Yeah, That's it was right. a horror tragedy. Yeah. Tragedy horror. Love story. Yeah. Yeah, love story. Um, so... With, anyway, with teleportation just happened. Teleportation, we yeah. just happened to be in it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so check us out as we teleport to uh, another movie. Yeah, at some point. Oh, yeah, I like that. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully there aren't many. Hopefully there's not a pods. Well, <laughs> hopefully we're on the the right veil of the flash and we jump in the Wait, right. Platform. This is a podcast. We're talking about telepods. Telepods. Uh, so we're telepodcasting. Yeah. Okay. No, that, was a, that was a stretch. Okay. Well, you just stick to the uh, plasma pool. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, deep dive, I must say. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, uh, again, thanks everyone for listening to Movie Chat with Mike and Pat. And we will talk to you. Catch you next time. Yeah. Talk to you later. Take care.